Welcome to the Genie Podcast. I'm Grant Bruner, and with me today is Thomas McKenzie. How are you, Thomas? I'm doing great, Grant. I'm wonderful. That's great to hear. So here's the problem. You know, you have your sources, you have your photos, you have your whole tree database. You've done that all on your, on your computer. How do you get that to someone else? Or, you know, like, you know, you say you want to give somebody your information that you, and, or let's say that you even wanted to switch programs. Let's say you're using Legacy, and you want to switch over to Roots Magic. How do you go about getting that? I mean, like, yes, we have ways of doing it. Uh, up to this point, there have been some issues. So let's start off really basics. Let's just understand transferring your genealogical database. Like, how, how do you go about doing that? There are several ways. Some are easier than others. So this is what it comes down to. A lot of us use genealogy database programs such as Legacy Family Tree, Roots Magic, Family Tree Maker, those are installed on our computer physically, usually on our C drive, and that is what we use to enter our genealogy data, our research information, and uh, they they all use their own proprietary file format. Uh, now, if you want, you know, want to transfer the data between those programs, you know, first off, someone's going to say, why do you want to do that? Well, let's say you're collaborating with another researcher and they ask for your data file. Uh, also, you're using Roots Magic. They're using Family Tree Maker. You know, there are several solutions that you can use to go back and forth and transfer the data. Now, the other thing I do want to point out also, Grant, is that the best solution might be to start with an online collaborative site like Genie.com, where you can invite others to look at your data. That way, there's no need to exchange those data files. But even with Genie.com, there's sometimes when you want to export the data uh, so that you can use it in other means or other people can use it in uh, other programs. So basically, uh, it comes down to using GEDCOM. How, people who are new to genealogy probably don't even know what GEDCOM stands for and what its capabilities are. Right. So we're going to talk about the GEDCOM import-export method of transferring data. GEDCOM is spelled G-E-D-C-O-M. You usually see it in all caps. And it stands for Genealogical Data Communication. And so GEDCOM is an acronym where they're taking segments of, of those words and making it into one word. It's a universal file format just for genealogy database software. So most programs will let you export your data into GEDCOM. So, and, and Genie.com is one of those. You can then, once you have it in GEDCOM, import it into another program. Yeah. Now, so the idea of, G- of GEDCOM is really great. Having one file format that everything understands uh, to get your your information, make it portable. So, I mean, like, we at Genie really like the idea of GEDCOM. And for a long time, we supported GEDCOM import. Um, we, we always support GEDCOM export, getting your data out. But the reason why we had to disable it is that it was caused a lot of problems. GEDCOM is far from perfect. From my understanding, it's about 14 or 15 years old, and when you have a file format that that's, that that is that old, um, you end up having a lot of problems that it just doesn't solve with modern software. So, what are some of the issues involved with GEDCOM, and why are some of the reasons why it doesn't work so well? Well, you're right, Grant. It is 14 years old, and unfortunately, GEDCOM, uh, the di- people that have set the standard and lasted the update. They, it really has not kept up with the times. Uh, look at the explosion that we've seen in terms of programs, online programs and software for genealogy, and it really has not, uh, it's not able to meet the standard. 
all the features, the bells and whistles in terms of that data. So at the surface, JetCom appears to make the transfer of genealogy data back and forth very easy. But to be honest, you can wind up with a lot of data duplication and data loss. This is what has happened to me personally. Here's an example. Let's say your database program allows you to create your own life events that are not part of the standard list of life events like birth, death, marriage. Let's say I want to create one for First Holy Communion because my family's Catholic and that's one of the sacraments and that's a life event. And so I go ahead and set that up and then I export that as part of my JetCom file. But guess what? When I go to open it up in another program, what if that program doesn't recognize the ability to add special events? Uh, what's going to happen to that snippet of data? So for some of them, the data is just simply dropped. It's not included, not imported. For others, that data can wind up getting dumped in a certain area like notes or exceptions, and then you've got to go find it and sort it out and reformat it, and it's just more trouble than it's worth. Uh, some of the other issues involve multimedia. Some early versions of programs, and some still do now, they let you store your photos and documents. And physically, I mean the, the, the data itself, not a link to the file. Uh, what happens is very often that information is not included when you're doing a conversion to GEDCOM format. And then finally, sources. Uh, I did, part of me doesn't even want to go there because I spent a lot of time citing my sources, formatting my sources, and then when you do a JETCOM export, you're really taking a chance as to what's going to happen with those formats. Are they going to get dropped? Are they going to get mapped over to the appropriate fields? So that's those are mostly the problems right now with JETCOM. We all agree. Everybody, pretty much everybody, is in agreement that the idea of JETCOM is a really good idea. But the problem is the implementation. It's because it's so old and hasn't been updated. Um, the implementation is not so good, and you end up losing information, which is really bad. I mean, it, for somebody who's a historian, the idea of of exporting your data and then it, something gets lost—it's just—it's just, it's just um, you know, it, it um, makes my heart swell. Um, so, what exactly is being done to try to improve JetCom? Well, right now there's several groups that are working towards improving JetCom. One is called Better Jetcom, and they're at uh, betterjetcom.wikispaces.com. They've got a site there, and they're an independent community working to build a better Jetcom file specification that will serve 21st century genealogists. The website is actually built as a knowledge base using the wiki format, and they also have a series of discussions in a forum. Several developers and users are trying to develop an agreed-upon standard, a newer standard, for the JETCOM format. Uh, I recommend that you go and visit it if you're interested. It's a great place to get the latest news on some of the issues involved with the file format and what the genealogy community is trying to do to fix the problems. The other one is called the International Open Gen Alliance. They are at www.opengen.org, and they're another community made up of volunteers trying to develop a single standard for genealogy data exchange. Now, OpenGen uses the Basecamp platform uh, for collaboration, and that requires a membership. You're going to have to ask for a membership. And that platform provides an area for discussions, uploading files, other tools for collaboration. Now, from what I understand is that there's a 
disagreement between two different groups, and I don't know if it's these groups, but basically one wants an open source, really free and, and open format for JEDCOM, while others don't mind having one of the big players in the field, like Family Search, really set the standard. Uh, we've seen this in other tech menus, sort of, you know, uh, let's take Adobe Acrobat. They developed the PDF format. It is a proprietary for- proprietary format, but it's generally become accepted because it was so popular and so good as as a standard. So that's where there seems to be a major disagreement right now. You know, do we have a, an independent group or do or should they align themselves with a powerful vendor who can sort of crowdsource this uh, this entire concept. Does that make sense? These are both good ideas. It's a good idea to work on an updating of the JEDCOM standard. It's, it's a good idea. The problem with that is that, one, it moves slow. Anytime you're trying to, to create a standard, and it's not just genealogy, it's any kind of standard, that moves very, very slow because you have to get a lot of people to agree on something. And that's not easy to do. I'm not particularly fond of the import-export. That really, it's um, it's slow and clunky. You know, as it stands now, you lose a lot of information when you're trying to do JEDCOM. There's a product that the the folks over at Real Time Collaboration are they're making. Um, as of this recording, it is not available yet. The beta will be available very soon. It's called Ancestor Sync. I, I'm curious what your thoughts are, and if you want to kind of give it a description about what it is and what it does and how it's different than just exporting and importing your JEDCOM from one program to another. Sure. This is what I know, and in the research that I've done on the ancestors think, and, and knowing that, as you just said, the program itself is really not available, and a techie like me, I would love to get my hands on it and play with it, so I can only go on the information that's out there that, that the community is sharing right now. So ancestors think is at ancestorsync, S-Y-N-C, dot com. It's a new product. And it allows you to synchronize your online family tree with your on, with your genealogy database program. So basically, I could have genie.com is one of the formats that that uh, is available or will be available, and I could probably sync it with one of my programs online. Uh, right now, as I just said, Ancestor Sync only supports those certain online programs. But that's going to be expanded in the future. Now, I want to make it clear, Ancestor Sync is not a file format. So it's not like JEDCOM. It doesn't surprise me it's taken 14 years to update JEDCOM. As you say, there's so many people that want input into it. And then there's some people and vendors that outright want ownership. Uh, so I could see where it takes that long. But Ancestor Sync is not a file format. It's basically a utility program. And it synchronizes data, which is different than import-export. Import-export, like you said, takes a long time. You know, if I have, what, 8,000 people in my database and I'm citing all my sources and I have a lot of events and I have a lot of multimedia, it can take quite a while for me to do an import and export. And a syncing process like Ancestor Sync, think of Dropbox. For those of you that have Dropbox, it would sort of be like Dropbox for a genealogy file. I want what's at genie.com to be in sync with what's in my genealogy program on my computer. You do the initial synchronization, which will probably take longer than anything else. And then when you change data in one, it should synchronize the data in the other program. That's the whole idea 
of a, of a program like Ancestor Sync. So it's easier to keep both sets of data up to date. Right now with JetCom, this is common what happens, and I know I have this frustration with Ancestry's uh, public family tree. I have a family tree on Ancestry, and I use Family Tree Maker, is there's no way I can update through JetCom just specific records on Ancestry's tree. I have to rip the whole thing out and then import the entire JetCom all over again. And that's why Ancestor Sync is a little bit different, is that eventually they say you'll be able to specify even certain events that you do or do not want synchronized, certain types of information that you do or you do not want synchronized, so it will be selective. And I think this would be a great advance if it works out. Yeah, absolutely. I've played with it quite a bit. And and for those of you who are interested in finding out more, uh, I'm doing a webinar this Friday um, that is Friday the 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you're interested at all, um, please sign up. Go to geniewebinars.com, G-E-N-I-webinars.com, and you'll be able to see the webinar and, and sign up and watch. And if you can't make the date, um, don't worry. The, the video will be posted uh, later on. But it's really it's really great. I've had a chance to play with it. I, I work, I'm working you know, very closely with the engineers over at Real-Time Collaboration and, and that do Ancestor Sync. It's a, it's a really great program, and they have great granular controls. Like, you, it may say, I only want to sync these generations. I only want to sync this information. Um, or, you know, if, if you only want to do a one-time sync, like, or, hey, if you say, hey, I only want to push information from Genie to my legacy family tree. Like, you can have a one-way sync, or you can have a two-way sync. They've worked it out. They've, they've gone through it and figured it out in the file format of each of the, each of the, the, the platforms that they work with. Um, and they're doing many, many more. The, the folks over at Real Time Collaboration have really done a great job. Coming as someone who's just who's just had the ability to play with it and look at what they've done, it's really amazing stuff. And I, I'm I'm really excited about it just as a as a genie user. Great, and uh, that sounds great. And, and actually, I'm thinking of uh, being uh, part of that webinar on Friday night. That would be that I think that would be really a good way for people to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in taking a look. Um, definitely come to the webinar and, and take a look. See, and again, the, the beta will be available uh, very, very soon. Um, so if you just go over to ancestorsync.com, if you pre, and, and mind you guys, it's really cheap. Um, it's it's ten dollars a year with them. Ten dollars. That's not that, not ten dollars a month. It's ten dollars a year to have your whole family tree synced perfectly back and forth. Um, it, it's it's really great. We're, I'm really stoked about it. So, Thomas, how can we find out more about you? Well, this is what I'm uh, – summer is a busy time for genealogists and uh, especially genealogy speakers like me. Uh, one thing I want to point out, Grant, is we had a very successful Google Docs for genealogists uh, webinar over at Legacy Family Tree last, uh, last month. Uh, or earlier this month on May 18th. And as a follow-up to that, I'm doing one called Google Forms for Genealogists on Wednesday, June 1st. It's at 1 o'clock Central. So basically go to LegacyFamilyTree.com, click on the Training uh, button menu, and go to Webinars, and you can register. It's free. And Google Forms are, are just hot. I use them all the time. When I want to survey, I create it in Google Forms. Uh, we use them at genealogy societies all the time. Uh, it's amazing what you can do and what people are doing with these forms or even creating family group sheets that they can send to family members and fill out online. Uh, and it doesn't make the data public. You can keep that data private. 
So uh, I'm really excited about this one, and that's going to be a great webinar. Also, what I've got in the hopper is Genia Bloggers Radio. I am uh, back as host this coming Friday, uh, May 27th, uh, starting at 9 o'clock Central. And uh, that's at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Bloggers. And we're going to be focusing on military records uh, for Memorial Day weekend. We've got Kurt Witcher from the Allen County Public Library is going to talk about the War of 1812 pension files. Uh, we've got Jeffrey Valiant uh, on talking about Civil War ancestors and Civil War records. So it's going to be a great show, and I'm hoping people can tune in. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Thomas, for your time. So for the Genie Podcast, I'm Grant Bruner. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.